Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Happy Wednesday. Today is Mom Strong International Day. It's the day that I kind of go over what we've been studying at Mom Strong International just in part. And today we're going to talk about a verse in the Bible that is often taken out of context. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So is that verse taken out of context or isn't it? This is a really interesting discussion. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So a couple of things. Right off the bat, first of all, uh, I have been giving away some books that I've been uh, clearing out of my house. I have a couple more stacks to give away, which I will probably do uh, next week or at some point uh, in August. So if you're not following me over on Instagram, go ahead and do that. I'm giving away things that have been on my shelf that I've already read or things I have duplicates of in my sort of uh, attempt to declutter my house to get ready for fall. So that's been sort of my summer. Uh, Some people stress eat. Uh, I, uh, I don't, I do sort of stress cleaning. (laughs) So that's what I've been doing. Also wanted to let you guys know that the launch team is in full force now for prayers for the battlefield. I'm going to link back to the application to be on the launch team in the show notes today. We just officially opened that to everybody on Monday, so it's not too late to apply. A couple of things you need to do. You need to be a member at momstronginternational.com, and you need to pre-order Prayers for the Battlefield, which you can do anywhere books are sold. So uh, the first thing you're going to get is you're going to get a, uh, an advanced copy of Prayers for the Battlefield, and we're going to start going through that book together on video. We're going to be giving things away. I have a brand new line of jewelry that's coming out uh, this fall. We're going to be giving away t-shirts and all kinds of really awesome uh, paraphernalia and swag that goes along with prayers for the battlefield. So my heart really in seeing this book get out there is that you guys would look at it sort of like a handbook for battle, that you would look at it as a a sort of a go-to tool that if you're struggling with something in your life, whether it's a prodigal child or you've got toddlers or you're just exhausted or you wonder if this thing is really worth it or your marriage is struggling or whatever it is, you can go to the back of that book, look up that topic in the index. It'll take you to a devotion that I've written for you and then a prayer that incorporates scripture. Uh, There is power, women and men, in praying the word of God and in learning it and knowing it, which is the heart behind Mom Strong International. So, um, That's what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be continuing our study. Is that really in the Bible? We're going to continue this also all the way into August because I keep getting more of you sending me verses that have been taken out of context. And we're kind of having a fun time just talking about what these verses really mean because we want to be equipped to give an answer for the hope that lies within us. We want to understand the Bible in context and be able to rightly divide the word of truth. And so That's really the heart behind uh, this particular study is that really in the Bible, we're on week four. I can't 
even believe it. What what in the world? I mean, really, this is the 25th of July. This is the time of year that I just start to get uh, a little bit weepy because <laughs> it's so beautiful in the Pacific Northwest uh, this time of year. It's been in the 90s here. My sister Hope moved about 15 minutes from me and she's got a pool. So we've been poolside a little bit when I'm not, you know, ripping up carpet in my house and painting and decluttering. I've been over there a little bit. And uh, it's just really been a joy for me to hear from so many of you over at MomStrong International. So if you haven't joined there, I just want to encourage you to do that. We are building a community of Christ followers over there who want to be strong in the Lord and strong in their mothering and strong in their parenting. And that is what God has for you. So this week at MomStrong International, we're talking about a verse in Jeremiah 29, chapter 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, right? Uh, they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you hope in a future. So what I want to do before we jump into this is I want to read the passage to you. So it's, I'm going to start in Jeremiah uh, 29, but I'm going to start with uh, verse 1, and I'm going to read through verse 14. So you can kind of see what comes before and what comes after uh, this particular verse. First of all, uh, this is written by the prophet Jeremiah. He's known as the weeping prophet. He wasn't a real popular dude because he had a message for the Israelites, which was to say, listen, you've been walking away from God. God's blessings are not found outside of his boundaries. You guys are so far outside of his boundary right now that you have disaster is coming. Disaster is in is in your future. Uh, the Israelites had been in a Babylonian exile now for for a while. And so the subtopic, the subtitle rather for this chapter is a letter to the exile. So I'm going to go ahead. uh, I'm going to read out of the NIV today. uh, But this is that particular passage in context. Verse one, this is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jehoiakim and the queen mother, the court officials, and the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem and skilled workers and the artisans had gone into exile from Jerusalem. He entrusted the letter to Elasa, the son of Saphan, and to Jeremiah, the son of Hilkah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. This is what it said. Verse four, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, 
and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. So now you understand this isn't just a verse that we can that we can uh, pop out and say to make us feel good. This is actually Jeremiah uh, saying this is the message from the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel saying, listen, you guys are in, in exile right now. And he reminds them that even while you're there, um, basically, this is a timeout for Israel, right? So they have disobeyed the Lord over and over and over again. God has rescued them. They've abandoned him. He rescues them. They abandon him. And now they're in the middle of a Babylonian exile. And the prophet Jeremiah is delivering a message that's kind of hard for them to hear. He's saying, listen, God says, I know that you're here, but it won't be forever. I want you to increase. I want you to pray for the people around you, but you're not where I want you to be because you've disobeyed me. But in case you've forgotten that my heart for you is good, I have plans for you. And they're good plans. They're not plans to harm you. But I want you to seek me and call me and seek me with your whole heart. And I am going to bring you out of this Babylonian exile. What we see happen in the church today, and so so often uh, because it's a beautiful verse, um, it's taken off and out of context. It's one of the most popular verses in the Bible. We see it on on plaques uh, and in mall kiosks. We see it on graduation cards. And it's not a bad thing, right? Um, I think that people claim, a lot of times people claim this verse over uh, their job promotions and college applications and relationships. But when they do that, they really take the heart of the verse out of its original context and apply it to whatever their heart desires. So you have to kind of understand that this particular verse, this particular text was written around 600 BC uh, to an ancient Jewish audience in a particular situation during a particular time. So then the question always is, does the ancient prophecy apply to 21st century American Christians? Well, I think the answer is yes and no. It does apply, but not in the way that graduation cards and Facebook posts uh, say that it does. And just like we've been doing for the entire month of July, we want to look at everything that we read in context, because if we know the context of the book of Jeremiah, and more more broadly, the context of the story of Israel and how they got there in the first place, you can see how this fits into God's redemption plan for them. So what is the rest of the book of Jeremiah about? Who, who is the What's the context of the original audience? Uh, many people use this verse as a way to say that God will bless my plans if I just follow my heart. But you guys... Uh, Jeremiah was the opposite of a prosperity preacher uh, with an awesome smile and a private jet, right? In fact, like I said a few minutes ago, he was called the weeping prophet. This is because he was the prophet that God sent to shepherd God's people through the worst time in their history, which was the exile in Babylon. His main message stated that because of Israel's repeated unrepentant sin and hard hearts, God's judgment would fall on them. And in fact, that's exactly what happened. Their country would be destroyed and they would be carried into captivity by another nation. Jeremiah was sent to warn them and plead with them to repent and turn back to God. But guess what? Nobody listened. They persisted in their idolatry until destruction finally came. And so Jeremiah 29 is actually a letter that Jeremiah wrote to the exiles after they were taken into captivity. So he'd been telling them for a long time, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, finally happens. And now we find ourselves uh, deep into the into the book of Jeremiah, and he is writing a letter to uh, to the exiles now. They thought that God had turned their back on them. But Jeremiah was reassuring them that even though they were faithless, God was still faithful. 
Uh, God has a long-term plan for his people. And we've all seen people grow impatient with God. You know, when we, we put this verse out there and we say, God has a plan for, for us. Um, but I want you guys to understand, first of all, it doesn't uh, mute the plan. God does have a plan to prosper all of us. But I want you to understand that he was actually talking to people who had been, uh, who were basically being punished for blowing it. Uh, the generation that received this prophecy actually died before they saw its fulfillment. And God said, I'm going to deliver Israel, and he would deliver them from captivity, but they would spend 70 years in Babylon first, learning what faithfulness looked like in exile. Some of you are walking in exile right now. You had uh, you had something that you thought God was going to do that you prayed for, and God is saying, you know what? Either he's not going to answer the prayer like you wanted him to, or he's going to do it, but it's not on your timetable. I was just talking to a friend the other day in my office at Firmly Planted, and we were talking about unmet expectations and unfulfilled dreams. And I think God God has a plan for us. He, I think we grow impatient with God oftentimes when he doesn't answer our prayers exactly the way we want him to. And sometimes we fail to look at our own lives and say, man, I wonder if there's something that I'm doing in my life that is keeping me from walking in right relationship with God. So think about this for a minute, because the Israelites were impatient. They were frustrated. They were basically reaping the consequences of their disobedience and rebellion against God. They'd been warned over and over again. Does it sound like anybody you know? Does it sound maybe like the United States of America right now? Uh, A church that has forgotten that the grace that God extended to us on the cross through the uh, death the sacrificial death of his son Jesus wasn't a cheap grace. Uh, and I think sometimes we forget that. And so how does this verse, how can it apply to us? Well, when we look at the context of the whole Bible, we find that Israel's story is basically just a, a part of God's master plan to save us through Jesus. And because of that, all of the Old Testament promises of God find their ultimate fulfillment in the person of Jesus. That's why I'm always saying, whenever you read the Old Testament, read it with Jesus in mind. So if you're in Christ, you are part of God's chosen people, a seed of Abraham, and we get to partake of all of God's promises. This wasn't cheap grace. There are blessings and curses in the old covenant. So how is it that we can claim the blessings and not the curses? How can Jeremiah 29, 11 apply to me, but all the judgments in the rest of the book don't? It's not because I'm more righteous than Israel. I'm just as hard-hearted and prideful and unmerciful and often idolatrous. And judgment passes over us because the curses of the Old Testament covenant fell on Jesus at the cross so that we could receive the blessing. Jesus left his home in heaven. He was sent into ultimate exile on the cross, cut off from his father. Jesus was harmed so that we could prosper. We had no hope and no future, but Jesus showed up to lead us out of exile and in to the arms of God. And now we can trust that even when our plans evaporate and our dreams get crushed, even if we lose our life, God has a long-term plan for our good that ends with us being raised with Christ into perfection. We read about this all through uh, the New Testament, particularly in the book of Romans, where we know that God has a plan for us, that he loves us, that he sent his son to set us free. And sometimes this life is hard. Uh, I had a a rough week uh, last week. A precious, precious friend of mine uh, died unexpectedly last week. And I'm telling you what, to walk the moms in our community through that, to say, listen, God has, his heart for us is to turn what Satan means for evil and use it for good. 
He has a plan for us. If we've ever felt scared, if we've ever felt abandoned, if we've ever felt disappointed or frustrated, um, God says, turn to me. I got a letter from a mom a couple of days ago who works uh, in uh, a public library, and she was saying that she's so frustrated. She doesn't know. She feels a little bit like she's in an exile right now because she's working in this place where everyone around her it mocks the name of Jesus and mocks the word of God. And, and she said, I don't, I don't know how to, uh, how to see the plan that God has for me in this particular place. And my answer to her was simple. It's just to be who God called you to be. We are called to be salt and light, to believe that God has plans for us, not just because we read it uh, as part of a letter to the Israelites who were uh, facing a Babylonian exile, but because we read it again in the New Testament where God says, I love you. I love you so much that I'm going to send my son for you. That anything that happens in your life as you walk with me, I mean to turn it for good. And eventually God did lead his people to the promised land. He did give them uh, the greatest hope in the future that they could have ever dreamed. Um, But some of them, it didn't happen until after they died. Their children were the ones who got to see the promised land. But you know what? We are called to walk in right relationship with God, even if we don't get the thing that we want right here, right now. And some of you are facing really difficult times right now. I know that a lot of my friends here in uh, the Vancouver Washington area are struggling right now. A lot of a lot of you listening to this are going, does that verse apply to me? And the answer is, yes, it does. We know that God has good plans for us. And we want to teach that to our children. It's part of the Mom Strong Bible study uh, this month. It's part of becoming kid strong. If you want to teach your children how to find uh, hope of God in the midst of struggle, in the midst of disappointment, um, I hope you guys will join us over at MomStrong International. Check out uh, Becoming Kids Strong. We have an opportunity and even a mandate from God himself to teach our children what it means to walk with God, even when we're struggling, even when we're suffering. This is God's heart for us. And so today is Wednesday, uh, July 25th. We're in the book of Hebrews over at MomStrong International. If you guys are doing the the uh, the scripture writing challenge with me, we're reading Hebrews Uh, chapter six, verses seven to eight today. As you write that out, be encouraged because God's heart is for you. His heart is always ever only good. As I was reading uh, Prayers for the Battlefield, which is gonna be coming out also um, in an audio book format, I was reading that this week. And because of what's been happening, several really difficult things uh, have been happening in my life personally lately and in the lives of a lot of people I know, not the least of which was the death of this beautiful young mother. Uh, but as I was reading Prayers for the Battlefield, I had to keep, I had to stop. I had to stop and just walk around and cry a little bit, come back, read a little bit more, cry a little, read a little, cry a little. It, uh, life is hard, but God is good, and His heart toward you is good, and your kids need to know that. Uh, whatever happens in this life, God said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. My heart toward you, just like His heart was for the Israelites, even though they were faithless to Him. And even though they are reaping the consequences of their actions, sometimes we just reap the consequences because we live in a broken, fallen world. God is saying, walk with me, obey my word, live in right relationship with me. Don't abandon uh, what you know to be true. What you learned in the light is true doesn't change when you feel like the lights go out. And that was Jeremiah's message to the Israelites who were experiencing a Babylonian exile. And if you feel like you are walking through the desert right now, if you feel like you are living in a season where you feel exiled, listen to me, you have not been abandoned. 
God will not abandon you. Find someone that you can talk to, uh, talk to your pastor, talk to a Mom Strong International leader. Um, send us a message here at the Heidi St. John podcast. We care about you um, and God cares about you and we're praying for you. God's plans are good for you and they are to prosper you and not to harm you. Why? Because he loves you. He would have left the 99 and come back just for you. So take that to heart today. God loves you no matter what's happening around you. His heart toward you is always, ever, only good. That's God's heart for you. And it's my heart that you would know God in such a way that you would remember that you are loved by him no matter what happens around you. God loves you. I want to say uh, thank you to everybody who is joining us over at MomStrongInternational.com. I want to encourage you to take the scripture writing challenge. And I'm, I mean it when I say just seven to 10 minutes in the word of God every day can change your life. God's word is powerful. It is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's what helps us cut through all the lies in the culture today and understand God's heart for us. So join us over at MomStrongInternational.com. Also, I will link back today uh, in the show notes. It's not too late to join me over at the launch team. All you need to do is pre-order uh, Prayers for the Battlefield, which you can do anywhere books are sold right now. And then join uh, us at the community over at MomStrong International. Fill out that application and then join me online. We are going to have a great time as we walk through Prayers for the Battlefield. God's heart for you is good, everybody. Have a great Wednesday, and I'll see you back here with my friend Aaron Chase on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. <laughs>